So here we are. We're at NAB 2022. And I'm George Edelman, Editor-in-Chief at No Film School. And with me tonight and for the next few days in these special podcast episodes are Rafi Rivero. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Glad to be here. Tech Editor Yaroslav Altunin. Hello, hello. And longtime podcast contributor and writer for No Film School, Michelle De La Tour. Coming to you live from the Westgate. Yes, we are at the Westgate Hotel <laughs> in Rafi and Yaro's room. And we're talking about what we saw today on day one. So let's get into it. Yaro, you want to start us off? Yeah. Yeah. Day one was interesting. We had a lot of a lot of really cool moments, a lot of really cool firsts for me, uh, first time in NAB, but also a lot of really cool firsts for cloud. I think the theme of NAB is the cloud. And a lot of a lot of really cool companies are bringing bringing a lot of really cool cloud tech to consumers, not just like, you know, high end production, but like I can go out and buy, you know, a cloud unit, tuck, you know, plug it into Frame.io and bam, uh, my production's, you know, cloud capable. So we have Atomos, which has the Atomos Connect and the Shogun Connect. Atomos Connect being an attachment for the Ninja 5, Ninja 5 Plus, or V, V Plus. And then the Shogun Connect, which is a monitor with that functionality built in. And those two devices have this capability to shoot proxies to your cloud system, integrate with Frame.io. I mean, there's just a lot of technical jargon that I don't think we want to get into. And Rafi and Michelle, you both saw it and talked to Atomos and heard the guy. What was his name again? Does anyone remember? Phil. There... <laughs> Phil, Phil, there we go. Phil. Yes. Phil, Phil and Trevor. We Trevor met, or meet Peter? and talk to a lot of people. So tell me, you guys, tell us a little bit about Phil and Atomos from your perspective. Why don't you start, Michelle? What Phil was most excited about and when I talked to him, was the ability for the for the unit to both record and upload to the cloud at the same time. That this was going to be something that was, a, this felt like a dream for uh, three years ago, I think, or the last time we had NAB, everyone was like, cloud is the where we're going. And now we're like, cloud is here, right? We made it. And and it took us a couple of years to get there. It took and a us pandemic. a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened, right? It forced us to be like, you know, we have to do this quicker now and we have to do it now. And so here we are with a device that records into the cloud basically at the same time so you can press stop and it's there and that's what he was really excited that's what he shared with me and tagging on that it was the latency was absolutely mind-blowing like he would it was switch on, on the thing and it was just like boom it would the, the shot switched it, it wasn't like we tend to think of like everything having a lag when it's buffering or yeah. something yeah so it wasn't like that it was like it was happening and Live and no, NAB is notoriously slow in terms of internet connections because yeah. there's like <laughs> we didn't even tens have tens of thousands yes. of people on the same floor, all with their on their devices at once. And he was able to hit a button, hit a button, and you saw the show live switching. He was like, "This other device is connected too." Boom, 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 and I was like, "Oh, this works." But that show was filming in California, and he was editing it live in Vegas. Insane. He yeah, said, that is yeah, that yeah. was pretty crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Seeing when we when I saw that in the edits, just because, like you said, yeah, just us uploading to social media today was hard. <laughs> so, like, so that's I actually turned, I yeah. turned the Wi-Fi off. Actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said there was one frame latency. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then BMD also has a stack of products with their cloud store, which is like a giant multi-terabyte hard drive in a one of their old school like eGPU enclosures. And then they have a whole service based on Dropbox that's 
very affordable. And then what did you find about? I mean, I, I just thought like over time I've connected with a lot of filmmakers in different locales via Facebook, via Instagram, via, you know, hashtags, what have you. And you're like, oh, bro, like totally would love to work with you. And sometimes you end up traveling to that country or that place and meeting that person. Sometimes you, it's just like a digital thing. But you share a sensibility with that other person, whether it's creatively, whether it's your color correction, whether it's a DP you want to work with. Here was an opportunity through this BMD service to actually work with these people. Like I, I was like, oh, wow, that colorist that I've totally DM'd with who's in Poland, like let's work together on a project now, which wouldn't have been possible without this service. Yeah, you don't have to send them proxies over G-Drive or you know Dropbox. But the cool thing about BMD is it's very affordable in the sense that like anybody can create a cloud account and then the person hosting that live like that library or that timeline pays five bucks a month it was also the fact that it was per project and the fact that it was kind of modular to the actual project makes a lot of sense with filmmakers i feel like we're always in these little communities we come together for that one shoot then we spread like the wind then we Ends gather over. for yeah and, yeah and 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 so you don't want to always be tethered to one particular service or one particular group or email chain because that's the way our lives work. Yeah. Michelle, did you talk to BMD? Briefly. What did, what did, what did you find out? The update, it was a, it was a very... It was a Michelle very, was really into the film thing, which I'm into too. I was too, so into the film but thing. But that thing was probably the... Like, cool, I was like, late to you guys yeah, you because just, I was distracted just, by the film thing. Because I... And I told the guy, the person who was demonstrating... Wait, um, what was the film thing? The, the yes. film... Tra- it's, a, it's a film scanning system. <gasps> That's right. And my joke was, and I can make it now because we're on the podcast and you can choose to edit it out if you so please, <laughs> is you know, Black Magic loves their Ks, including the 30K film scanning machine which is thirty thousand dollars in the middle it's a beautiful machine to watch Mm -hmm. though and there's a 4k camera built into it and it's facing down and it is and you can play the film through and it is scanning it directly into your system that's so cool and but it's watching in motion what was interesting to me is here's here's you can see it on our instagram you you can see it on our (laughs) social media accounts good plug um was here's a company that's been pushing digital and and resolution and and uploads and also in a weird way kind of offering an upgrade for your film stuff like it's like going backwards and forwards at the same time right giving an opportunity to go like i have these things i need to scan them and i'm going to use a product with a company that i'm familiar with doing other film stuff with now Mm -hmm. it's just a funny contrast to have like the film stock happening there while they're also like on the cutting edge of the cloud thing yeah (laughs) let me let me get my hands on the 12k but also watch the film scan right it was and do the cloud into the cloud. Yeah, Into the cloud. Right. Probably yeah. you can go now from this. You can. Into the yeah, cloud. Scan it. Yeah. Huh? Moving to like the other things that were happening today or that we noticed just today in the first day, which is always hectic, kind of like getting your feet wet and, and getting your bearings. And like we all wandered in the wrong direction this morning and like <laughs> walked all around the strip. <laughs> we found the the hall that was right next to our hotel. But anyway, the there's this feeling definitely this year, like it's back in person and that's like the slogan. But so much is about the new remote reality. Like that feels like that yeah. has just been the thing that everyone's been thinking about for the last few years. So it's like we're here, we're in person, but all we're talking about is a remote workflow and how mm-hmm. crisp it's going to be now, right? I mean, what were the other like observations of things on the floor? I'm gonna like, I'm gonna quickly jump in and kind of mention, you know, Black Magic again. We're gonna post an article recently about the gentleman who is the DP for All Rise, at least season two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he shot the entire season two. In a pandemic, 
on like 18 6Ks, on Black Magic 6Ks, on the pockets. And what they did is they, they set up all the angles all at once, recorded, like hit record in all the cameras, <laughs> and then brought the actors in, did the scene, actors like out. Like a play. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Like much. a play yeah. in front of an audience of six kids. <laughs> and they, they, they <laughs> never shut down. That? <laughs> that is question. a gazillion case. It could be the headline. And they never case. shut down. But imagine what kind of uh, like efficiency or how easy that could be when they had it, if they could have a cloud workflow. That's what I, I think we're in. We talked about cloud and now we're like an accessible cloud, right? Where it's a device that used to be like, oh, if I have a lot of money, maybe we can go to the cloud, you know, we can do backups. So we had to build a system to do that. And now mm -hmm. it's not necessarily inexpensive, but a more affordable way to do it. It still kind of blows my mind because I still think of the cloud as like storage. I don't think it is like active yeah, use true. and collaboration. Yeah, yeah, You know, that's still crazy. Even as I said that statement, I was thinking of storage yeah. in a way because that's what we've been accustomed to. where your photos to. live that you never need to <laughs> yeah. look at, basically. Yeah. But, you know, when you just think of like... Star Wars Episode One, right, which is twenty years ago, twenty-two years ago, two hundred thousand dollar camera, right, for HD. Yeah. And now we're shooting eight K, twelve K with cloud <laughs> right. services. You know, with right. you know multiple nodes, like all this kind of stuff is happening at a fraction of the yeah. cost of a single camera that shot one of the highest end series in Hollywood. So when you like look at it in perspective, it's like, yeah, something costs five thousand bucks. Well, guess what? That's one. Twelfth of the cost of a camera ten years ago, you know. I mean, that that type of thing is is like unbelievable to me. And so I think some part of us we get like a little fatigued with like the innovation, but at the same time, it's like no, 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 no. Like just look back five years ago and think about what yes. you wanted mm -hmm. and what we have at our fingertips That's right now. That's a crazy point because I saw a clip. I don't think we've, we're not going to run this video yet, but of you in a room that was like virtual, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. that thing you were doing, and like. I, Basically, with like not a lot of money, you could make those Star Wars movies down there. Like they have everything you need. Like they really do. Mm -hmm. Like it's not difficult anymore. But it was insane at the time. Yeah, I mean that part of it, like how, like green screening, like yeah. even on Zoom calls, right? You know, we're we're green screening, coming up with backgrounds. That's mainstream now. That ability and with the high resolution, we're pulling these super clean keys. I mean, you can remember even like five, eight years ago, you're pulling key and you're like, watch out for a person with a crazy haircut. Like, yep. right. you know, and I, it's like, we don't worry about that God anymore. God forbid a glasses reflection. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's like all these things, but it's so incremental that you don't notice it. And then you just, you just look back to the last NAB, you know, and it's like, think of all the things that have changed since then. So that part is really exciting. And as a filmmaker, we're a very in-person business. We're very tactile. We're very like people-oriented. Having had all this time apart, now we see what people have been working on. And so I think part of the story of this NAB is just being back together, seeing what people were doing when they were back in their own rabbit holes. No Film School's 2022 NAB coverage is brought to you by Black Magic Design, creating revolutionary solutions for film, post-production, and television. And Creative Solutions, which consists of small HD, Teradek, and wooden camera. Premium products for film, video production, and broadcasters. And Atomos, helping creative professionals cut through technology barriers with easy-to-use, cutting-edge 4K and HD Apple ProRes monitor recorders. How do you guys look at lenses and cameras today? That was a big focus. What did you guys find out? I mean, for me, when we left off, full frame was like the revolution, right? The, the, you mean in 2019? Yes. You know, uh, you know, the Arial F, the, the 
Can Infinity LF, the everybody, the Sony Venice, the you know, like full frame, the Monstro, that was like the big deal. So now to me, it was the lens companies caught up with that. You know, at the time, there's like, oh, we're just bringing out the, this in full frame lens, but you know, full frame coverage was still like, do you have full frame coverage? Was like a question for lens manufacturers. Now, now we're looking at whether it's anamorphic, whether it's spherical, whether it's zoom lenses, which weren't necessarily mm-hmm. a lot of options for full frame coverage. Now we have all those. So that was really exciting to just see. You think of glass as something that lasts literally decades, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have my dad's 50-year-old Pentax lens on my camera right now. It's physical. It's a mechanized thing, but there's still innovation happening in that world. That part was pretty exciting, too. We saw cool. some crazy shit lens-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> like I would normally find that kind of boring. Like there were some weird <laughs> lenses that were doing things that I was just like, what? Like there was a couple where we were really like, wait, what does yeah, that? Exactly. can do that. Like, yeah. and, and you know, one thing I was noticing, I'm curious if both of you kind of picked up on this just as a general thing. I've heard people talking about it a lot, but just that this, the, the camera tech is so strong that the lens is where like so much of the character comes from. So a lot of these companies like Ingenue, I remember talking about it a lot. They're just like, looking for ways to make a modern lens that also has character. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people like Atlas, right? Like, yes. they, they, they already liked it, but there's a reason that they still have models fly, putting their flashlights through the lens. Yeah, it So you can really see cool. the flare. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, as, as someone who's been to NAB before, that I did appreciate the variety of scenes. It used to be just models, right? You'd come in and you'd film, like, models right. with their cameras. And as a woman on the floor, I'd always be like, this feels very awkward. And I feel like I'm exploiting this model, even though that's what they're hired to do. <laughs> and there was live music all over the place and the restaurant scene. The Atlas rest, had some models stuff. with the yeah. flashlights or yeah, flashlights in. But it was a nice change for me. Canon had that whole like like uh, bazaar on the street of New York. Yeah, exactly. yeah that was really cool. It was great. It was like, here's what you might actually use this for. I actually yeah. noticed in a couple ones too, they made an effort to ch- to get multiple skin tones mm-hmm. and yes. genders, which I thought immediately, I was like, why haven't they always been doing this? Because this is what people need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to know what skin tone reproduction looks like across a spectrum. Yeah. Like you talk to DPs on a lot of shows and they t- they will tell you that like that's a that's a thing. You have to figure out, like, with lighting and you're adjusting and what camera you use, of course, and you're not always using an Alexa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was a big issue with early Kodak, the film. It's like it was made for Caucasian skin. Right. So it's like, how do you pho- photograph non-Caucasian skin when it's not made for? You know, it's, 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 but it's really, really cool to see progress. And yeah. 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 I mean, I felt like, you know, visiting that Alice booth was just anamorphic is a lens technology that's older, you know, that, that's like, something that someone had to figure out when they didn't know what the Mm -hmm. hell you know we're gonna squeeze this and then we're gonna unsqueeze it's like what you know and that it turned out to be this thing that is so magical in cinema so i'm so glad to see that people are innovating both on the cutting edge of how can i make the clearest most pristine picture possible and then both in the ingenue booth the atlas booth it's like people are like no no how can i introduce character how can i introduce something that's so unique to my point of view of how we should machine this this piece of glass and metal together and we saw that that spectrum represented i think both you and i appreciate 
character. You're running around with Pentax glass. I'm running around with Konica glass. You know, and we I have old Nikon and Nikon glass. Any others? Got, enough. Nita has an old Nikon right now that she's filming with too. Yeah. So we seem to like character. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Both filmmakers... ourselves as characters, but also of lenses. Right. Well, I think filmmakers look for that. Yes. Right. And I think that you know this is NAB. It's broadcast. So a lot of broadcasting mm-hmm. sports, oh, yeah. like live TV, they're not looking for that. So it's all here. It's just that that's kind of what, what we gravitate to. Yeah. Big shout out to Canon. They brought two, they released a couple lenses a week ago, give or, give or take. And they brought them to the show floor. The Canon Flex Zooms. These are from like 20 to 50 and then from 55 to 135. They're monsters. Those are going to be workhorse like zoom lenses. 100%. I mean, to me, like, as a kind of quote unquote cinema purist, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you like to be like, oh, I shoot on primes. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was a curse <laughs> you can edit out or not. Please don't. But like shooting on a zoom gives you so much more flexibility on set yeah. because you can move fast. And in terms of repositioning the camera, not having to worry about a, a lens change or like there's so many things where you're, you, oh, the mics are rigged to this one the hole. And if you change two of this, you have to do. And so like just being on a zoom gives you, and especially in the TV world and the multicam yeah. world, it's like the zoom is how you shoot. And when you see like cinema lenses that are full frame coverage, that are really fast. That was that yeah, one. T2.4. It's like, well, now you're bringing all the things that we love about primes to the zoom world and giving us that flexibility on set to just move fast and shoot rather mm-hmm. than like worry about a lens change every, you know, every set. I think that people who are lenses video, what you're talking about, there's a lot, people can learn just about lens use case because mm-hmm. a lot of the lens makers talked about why they were innovating in certain ways to adapt to the needs of a filmmaker who maybe wants to use primes, but should, but for time reasons, should use a zoom. How do you make a zoom that's like a prime? You know, like yes. that was yeah. one of the yes. conversations that you were having. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that part is fun because that didn't exist before. Full frame coverage, fast zoom, wasn't here five years ago. And they also took the filmmaker. Canon also took the filmmaker in mind, even when they made that virtual reality fish island or mm. virtual reality like the dual vr fish please, island please edit yeah. that out <laughs> one more time. the dual the dual fisheye vr lens yeah for full frame yes um canon still had filmmakers in mind even when they had the dual fisheye i'm gonna say it wrong again full frame dual <laughs> fisheye just edit that please <laughs> vr was that part of dual yeah. okay sorry yeah. wow you guys are so <laughs> 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 you keep all of that um, we should. It's NAB Brain, tired. which is what yeah. we're NA Brain. everybody. NA Brain, yes. Canon um, has a dual fisheye lens, and they took the filmmaker in mind there, too. And part of it is it's 180 degrees and not 360. Mm. Yeah, you and, were telling me about VR, because yeah. you were getting motion sickness when you used yes, VR headsets. Yes, I'm, I'm not blessed with not getting motion sickness <laughs> wearing a, um, a headset. And I told the guy this, and they put me in the room where everyone can see you. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if you want me to do this. And he goes, no, I think... Think it might be okay, and he was right. And part of it is, it's you're not looking all the way around you, exorcist style, to figure out what's happening. That they've set it up to be it's 180 degrees as opposed to 360. And so they said, oh well, for filmmakers, if you have a crew and you're trying to tell a story in this way, now they have a place to be because in 360 filmmaking you couldn't have a light because you'd see it, or you wouldn't have your PA somewhere because mm, you'd see it. Right. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I still don't know where the VR use case is besides watching it back on an oculus but 
Um, I, I've seen like I, I I was I was talking earlier about a couple of use cases where I think 360 has been used really well. So there are use cases for it, but it's really fun if you are at NAB to go through it and you end up with a pair of VR goggles a la cardboard um, <laughs> uh, when you get out, which is great. But the, there's they they developed it with how can we get filmmakers to be, create stuff and not worry about some of the things that they were worried about, like crew and lights uh, and motion sickness, <laughs> which is a big deal. So we've got a couple more days left. This is coming out for everybody who's listening. This is happening. It's it's currently day two. We're currently putting together new stuff. The content will be coming to you. What are you guys looking forward to? Like, I'll let you start, Yaro, just talking about knowing like what our planet coverage is wise. Like, what are people going to see from us next? Like, what are we going to be talking about tonight, tomorrow night? Like uh, on, this, on the next episode of this podcast. But like, what are we bringing next? So tomorrow we're going to do our camera video is going to drop. We're going to cover uh, lighting. Lighting at NAB is huge. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, that Aperture booth had like at least 100 people in that tiny little space. They were all vying for time. Dead. <laughs> and giveaways? Do they have giveaways there? Is that why they're there? No, Ted's there from from Aperture. Yeah. <laughs> everybody loves Ted. And we're I mean, going to get a chance to talk to him tomorrow. So, so yeah, you'll, you'll see that on the, on the, on the videos. Um, and... We're going to jump from there right into accessories. Uh, but for lighting, there's just so many new options for how bright, how small and cheap things are. And, you know, there's a company, Prolict. They have a, an Orion, Orion light uh, that we're going to talk about tomorrow and see tomorrow. Uh, it's supposed to be like almost equivalent to an HMI, which is huge because those lights are, you know, incredibly bright. They, they you know, re, reproduce sunlight. And so we'll see how, you know, LED technology has come. I'm excited yeah, for that. I mean, and there were, like, LED has definitely arrived because I know this, because we saw multiple booths where they had LED lights submerged in water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what trend. did I miss? I'm yeah. so excited oh, for this yeah. tomorrow. Find those tomorrow and or, t- can't or today for our listeners and get them up on Instagram and stuff because they're pretty cool looking. Like, it's just so cool that they set them up in these boxes where they're, like, throwing water at the light. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine doing that with a tungsten light. Like, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bust a breaker or two. Yeah. Or electrocute yourself. Or that, yeah, or die. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, just to circle back real quick, any any quick thoughts on cameras? Because we saw cameras today. Anything oh, yeah. new? Anything crazy? I mean, w- my thought with cameras was just how well integrated people's cameras were, their offerings were across their spectrum. So, mm. if, like a Sony, which mm. goes all the way down to mirrorless and all the way up to cinema cameras how much technology is across their mm-hmm. their feature set. And so to me, what that means is like, if you're within the Sony system, you can A, grow within their yes. cameras, or if you're doing a multi-camera shoot, you can build a kind of set based on, oh, mm-hmm. we just need an A7S for this part, but we want a Venice for that part. Like there's so much common technology across a, a big brand like Sony. Um, so that that was fun. Black Magic, same thing. I mean, you look at that Ursa Mini body, which was introduced as a 4K camera, and now it's a 12K camera, right? Like, like just having that that kind of development and progress within these kind of body types and within these uh, these systems, to me, is really intriguing as a filmmaker because it means you don't have to leave home. Mm-hmm. I'm on this certain kind of lens, certain kind of sensor set. I can just continue to grow within that system. Yeah, your cages, same cages for the 12K Pro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that, w- that was really cool. Um, and all of the brands kind of brought some version of that. Um, and, you know, 
because we want to get smaller, right? We want to, like, mm-hmm. the DSLR changed filmmaking. Like, we want, and then we're like, no DSLR, we want mirrorless. <laughs> we want even smaller, you know, um, all the way up to, but I need my resolution, but I need my dynamic range, but I need my accessories, I need my whatever. Mm. We saw that at Panasonic, we saw that across the board. So, um, to me, that was really exciting, seeing how much interplay there is among the different cameras on one brand's uh, suite of cameras. Cool. Michelle? I think there were a couple of elements that we as filmmakers looked for for a while. Does the thing have dual card slots? Can I take photos and video on the same device? Can I shoot raw? And there was always like a shortcoming across the board, depending on what you were looking Hmm. at, right? Like, well, this one's perfect, except for it only has one single card slot. This one's perfect, but it only shoots that, right? There was always a shortcoming and we've, kind of eased out of those pains a little bit, which is really exciting. Mm. Does it mean that people are going to be less fanatical to some degree about which brand they're oh, into? Like you're the exit, I'm in this camp or that camp? Yeah, it seems like that was the way it was at one point, but it, I feel like that's melting away a little bit where people are like, blah, 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 it's pretty good now. Like it feels like- I hope so. I think it yeah. seems like yeah. there's a little more like, they're all doing a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Which yeah. one sponsored they, this podcast? We'll just do that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in the ad reads. You were um, no. <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing is though, that like, they, like that's what I'm observing is that people talk about them all like, yeah, well, so-and-so's also got a cool this feature yeah. that used to be the thing that dis- would have disqualified them for certain considerations. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm not even thinking of a specific one, but people always had, like, there was one thing that they didn't like about that kind of camera, and now that's yeah. starting to, yeah. s- to seem well, like... Well, like, not to bring up our sponsor, but Blackmagic cameras were like, oh, it's missing this, it's missing that when they first kind of had the original pocket. And over time, they increased the battery life, they added, added uh, autofocus, you know, like they added all these features that people were missing. And then I think over time, people were like, oh, no, no, I just want that good image. And that's where that's where Blackmagic Pocket, Arista Mini, 12K, like all their the whole line, that's where they shine is that image quality. It stands up against an Air Alexa, which is $50,000 just for the body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For... I, yeah. And then, yeah, at the Under same 10K? time, like Sony was known for like autofocus. Yeah. But now people like Sony skin tones, mm-hmm. like and right. some of their yeah. color yeah. reproduction. Yeah. And you're starting to hear people take out those things that yeah. are just like, but that's now that's good too. That it yeah. also has that other thing that people loved. So I think that that was one of the things I noticed about cameras. But just in general, from my perspective, I'm, I'd be curious to hear all of you weigh in. It, it really felt like going from booth to booth and seeing these cameras. They just all look so great. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of weird to me, like looking at the little scenes they have set up and looking at the monitors, it's just like, they all look good. And that's crazy. Cause they're all at different price points. They're all offering like all these different little bells and whistles you can do. But like, and I know that changes like what project they're perfect for or, you know, what your footprint's gonna look like. Like if you want a big one or a small one or whatever, but like, it all looks really good. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of that is because we haven't seen them on the floor for three years? That, that could be. I don't know. Is that it part could of be it? For me, I, I, I don't just know. Think I, I don't think so. I didn't mean to play devil's advocate, but no, you're curious. totally right. But I, I, that's a good, that's a good point. But I think cameras are getting so good. Yes. Eight K, you know, high dynamic range, you know, four two two ten bit. And I'm gonna make this prediction. I could be wrong, but I'm gonna make this prediction because I really want it to be, become true. Uh, I think the last straggler there. Every company has like a super cool sub 10K camera, except for Aerie. Mm. And they have a new camera coming out 
couple months, sometime in the future, I there's been there's been rumblings, and I think it's going to be a cheaper version of Veneer. I don't think it's mm. going to be like 10k, but it's not going to be 50, because mm. I feel like they're going to try to tackle that affordability, because that's the one thing that they haven't been able to. To, to break it'd be pretty crazy if they put something out in that space yeah given how much people love the brand yeah i wouldn't say yeah. it's gonna be 10k but maybe right. like 15 20 you know like something that's all-encompassing that's more affordable than what they have now that would be i mean as a fan that'd be great yeah uh but but yeah it's it's never gonna happen <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> who knows you know but i i think it's it's a fun prediction and and certainly like for us for the users mm-hmm. that's what we want right the, we want the ability to try different cameras. I mean, I, I think, you know, at every booth, I was like, no, my first thing was a this. And it, but it's like my, like all of my kind of 20 years of filmmaking are tied to various, these brands, whether it's Sony, whether it's Canon, whether it's Panasonic, whether it's Infinity, whether it's Blackmagic. Like I can name a shoot I've done on every mm-hmm. single brand. I can name multiple shoots I've done on all these brands. And so it's like, you just kind of, it's like visiting your cousin. It's like, oh, like, uh, they do <laughs> yes. their peas like this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, yeah, it's a little bacon in his, th- you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. It's fun. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything else they want to throw out there before we wrap for this episode? It's my first NAB. And hot damn, it is an intense experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a little tired. You, you got NAB brain? Yeah. I got NAB brain. Yeah. NAB yeah, brain. I'm there. I made a joke several times in our texts and pre pro conversations about how all I wanted to see was oh, yeah. a small booth of somebody who bet the farm <laughs> yes. on their cable tie company and decided to come to NAB yeah. and, and have some cable ties. And right before we did this pod, Yara walks in the room. He's like, hey, I met this couple from Minnesota and they just gave me some cable ties yeah. in, in the elevator. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mi- Minneapolis. Sprig. They're called Sprig. Yeah. Shout out to Sprig. Get Sprig.co. It's a great cable tie. <laughs> but yeah, we, we took them out of a little, little little pouch. We played around with them. It's it's him, the gentleman who uh, I met. Oh my God, his name. I can't forget. I can't, I can't remember his name. The company it's, Sprig. Though. The company Sprig. Him and his wife make them on their own. Direction I, molding. Out of Minneapolis, super cool. I needed a cable tie today. Yeah, me too. We I, need them. Uh, we need them. We're we're st- we're drowning in cables. Here. Yeah, we <laughs> are. Feet, they're everywhere. Yeah. None of them are tied. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. No, I, that's a great fun little story to end on too, because there are so many weird things here and weird people with little weird things that they made that they brought, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the fun part. Like today, we've talked about a lot of the big fish. We'll continue mm-hmm. to do that. But we will also keep our eyes out for strange fish. things because that's the fun. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. I'm George Edelman, and this has been a special NAB 2022 podcast coverage. This is Michelle Delatour. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. It's really fun to be back, and we're excited to share more with you tomorrow. This is Yaroslav Altunin, tech editor of No Film School. Uh, you can find me at IR87 on Instagram and IRA, just IR on Twitter. And yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And this is Rafi Rivero. If this was sports talk radio, I'd say first time, long time, first time attendee of the podcast, participant, long time listener and fan of No Film School. Glad to be here. Can't wait for day two.
I can't believe this is your first time on the No Film School podcast. You're like a No Film School OG. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I just, just to throw out there also, follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And now TikTok. And now TikTok. And now TikTok. And also YouTube is a social sort of, just because a lot of stuff's going to be going up on our stories and all these platforms. It's very exciting. Yeah, There's a lot of cool stuff coming still. Plus, of course, on the website, nofilmschool.com. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.